Welcome to the Fort Collins Fellows Podcast, from Colorado State University to New Belgium Brewery and the hundreds of miles of hiking and biking trails. Fort Collins has earned its well-deserved reputation as one of the top places to live in the United States. Join the fellows as they uncover the stories, places, and people that make Fort Collins so extraordinary. So Patrick, I always give everybody a hard time about predictions. It's hilarious. You know, everybody has predictions. Economists, I follow the market all the time. And you know, we're going to do our predictions today. So we're going to jump in the boat. You ready to do this? I am. I, I love <laughs> predictions as well because they're always so very wrong. But so- it's, it's, it's always the, uh, this didn't age very well or this aged well. So you're, it's kind of a coin flip here. <laughs> I, I, if anybody follows me on social media, I always love to jab at the experts. You know, I think there was Morgan, no, it was uh, Goldman Sachs came out there. They expect mortgage rates to stay above 6% in 2025. I read that and I go, fantastic. Rates are going to be below 6% in 2025. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. So, um, how do we want to do this? You, I guess I got charts. I got, let's, let's jump graphs. into Let's just jump into uh, some of your charts and graphs. We'll get, give a, give the folks some visual. Uh, okay. If you're if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah, some great visuals. If not, we'll try to explain the best we can for the podcast. But go for it. All right. Let's just do. Okay. Let's do. I think this one is really interesting. I'm going to share my screen with everybody here. This is um, home value. This is according to Zillow Home Loans. It's a home value index. You see that, Patrick, right there? I do. Yeah. It's, you know, everybody talks about how expensive Colorado is. And honestly, this kind of gives you, this kind of supports that argument. It does. <laughs> I, was, I was curious where you're going. That. It does absolutely yeah, support it, that. Totally. I looked at this and I'm like, well, everybody knows the coast, right? You got California and you've got New York. And just so everybody knows, it's kind of a heat map. And so um, the middle, you can call them the flyover states or whatever you want to call them. It's just kind of very light. You know, it's uh, about 200K on this little chart. But man, Colorado sticks out like a pretty sore it's, thumb, especially right? kind of along that uh, the front range for sure. But then also along that, uh, you know, a little bit of the western slope in there, you know, Steamboat Vale area. Aspen, of course, is going to be extremely expensive. Yep, and then yep. you've got Douglas County and, and kind of that front range. So it's definitely visually it, telling you that Colorado is definitely uh, an expensive area. It totally is. I know. And it's like I wanted just to show that just be like, yep, this is a. Uh, this is right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, all right, let me go to, um, I got to figure out how to unshare this. This is like, maybe we should have figured this out before I did that, but. Well, real quick. Yeah. I wanted to jump into, so median, the median price. So over the last 12 months with interest rates as high as they were, it really put some, you know, and, and prices had already, prices had already skyrocketed, uh, skyrocketed since 2020, but interest rates were so low. And then they started to skyrocket in 2022 themselves. Yep. And it was really not until 2023 that we saw this really leveling out of prices. And we saw a median price for a residential detached house in Fort Collins just moved from 610 to, uh, sorry, from uh, 610 to $620,000. So a 1.6% increase was all we really saw, which was which is essentially flat. And, you know, we've had a lot of conversations with people over the past of, you know, what do I think that prices are going to do? That's such a hard question. You know, my, yeah. my ultimate like response to that is like Northern Colorado is a great place. A lot of people want to move here. It's still a desirable place to live. A lot of people's reason why they move here is quality of life, not for affordability or cost of living. It's Correct. more quality of life. And people who are moving here generally have the funds to buy here. 
So I don't necessarily see a huge decrease in that necessarily. I don't see it, you know, skyrocketing. I would love for it to plateau. And that's kind of where my prediction for, I did a, a predictions video on our, on our YouTube channel, but I did, I basically think it's, we're going to be a flat again. I think we're going to be another flat year, roughly maybe, you know, 620 to, to 625, right around 1%. Yeah. Uh, or, 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 or under, but I don't see a huge spike, but I definitely don't see a huge decrease until we see some of that inventory, those new listings, kind of like what you're going to show us, you know, uh, increase yep. pretty dramatically. No, I think, and I, I, I tend to agree. And I, everybody always asks me, is it a good time to buy? And I'm all, <laughs> my answer is typically like, everybody's different. Your family's mm -hmm. different than the family that I just talked to. And if it makes sense financially and you can afford the payment, don't worry about interest rates. Don't worry about this. Definitely don't try to time the market. I mean, that is like yeah. my number one. I'm like, you're not smart enough to figure it out. The people that do this 80 hours a week can't even figure it out. So let's just, you know, we'll end it right there. Um, okay. I think the biggest thing is, is timeline. Like yes. time, time in the market, right? Like if yeah. you're planning to buy and then move in a couple of years, probably not a great idea to buy a little bit too volatile. But if you're going to be there three, four, five years plus, I think, man, there's no better way to build generational wealth than owning a house. 100% agree. Do you want to transition to real quick to mortgage applications? I think that's huge. I'm ex I'm extremely excited okay. to see kind of what you got Let's, going on. This is a really great chart. So this is um, a chart on mortgage applications. And you see it right now, Patrick? Got it. Yeah. Okay. So what this really is, is so the, the orange line is your mortgage rate. Okay. okay. You can all, we all know what happened starting at the end of uh, beginning of 2022, 2023. It's come down. The, the highlighted area behind that, that is applications. Okay. And mortgage applications are basically at the lowest they've been in multiple decades. This chart just goes back to about 2014. But if I were to pull this chart back 20 years, we are at the lowest in terms of mortgage, mortgage applications. And what I love about that is what a great time to buy that chart. Because I definitely see, uh, I can tell you in the first couple of weeks of this year, uh, it's picking up. And so very, I mean, you can see basically, I'll, I've been telling people, I feel like we've been in a housing recession for the last 18 months. Yeah. June of 2022, I feel like that was, I, I just saw it coming. And you can see in this chart, that's where those rates kind of broke up right above 4.8%. And everybody's like, there's no way they're going five or six or seven. Well, they almost went to eight. So it's and speaking about timing of the market. So a great explanation of that is I bought an investment property March of 2022. So if your claim is that we started a recession June of 2022, I bought an investment property two months prior to that time, but three months prior to that time period, yep. essentially what you would consider the probably worst time to buy because you wouldn't want the last time you would ever want to buy a house is basically mid 2007 to late 2007 and then the yeah. crash of 2008 and 9 you would love to have bought at basically mid to end of 2009 when everything started to bottom out but the last place you would ever want to buy is 2007 and i bought according to your timeline at the worst time in our current housing recession but again i have no intention of selling that property it's a long term hold I'm going to have it for the next 10 to 20 years. And while my appreciation didn't go up by any means, I bought it for $415,000. I think I have it on my books for $430,000 after holding mm -hmm. it for two years. I'm just not worried about it. You know, yeah. this crazy appreciation that we had from 2020 to 2022 is, is not 
wasn't stable, isn't stable. So, you know, but if you have a long-term hold, who cares? And to your point, if interest rates come down, I have a, I have a decent interest rate on it actually, but if interest rates come down, I can refinance. It's, it's time frame. You're mm-hmm. that's like, that's, that is like the biggest takeaway right now. I, I love it. Um, so anyways, yeah, I thought that was a really cool chart just showing, you know, mortgage demand with mortgage rates and everything like that. And that would, you know, the same kind of story goes out 20 years. Inventory. Inventory is something that's definitely an, on top of people's minds because that's kind of yes. the conversation of what's different between 2007 and 2022, 23, as far as uh, why prices didn't plummet. Well, because we had probably six months of inventory in 2007, where we have basically a month of inventory, we did peak up to two months, 2.2 months at one point at kind of uh, the October time period in 2023. But, you know, dropped back down seasonally as expected, November, December, dropped back down to that 1.5 months of inventory. We're going to see a pop here come spring. Um, but, you know, the conversation that people have been having are these kind of golden handcuffs. It's hard to have a conversation with somebody who's had who has a three percent interest rate that would would love to sell, buy a house with a bigger kitchen, a bigger master bedroom, a, you know, a, a fifth bedroom, whatever that m- reason might be to kind of do that just step up move. But to sell a three percent mortgage and come in on a six and a half percent mortgage is a tough conversation. But I think people are going to become. um okay with high fives, low six interest rates and their life desires, their goals, their, their timelines are going to say, you know what, we just, we got to do it. We want a bigger kitchen. We want a nice kitchen or we're going to just go ahead and make that, that that transition. I got another great chart for you. I'm gonna pull it up. Speaking of inventory, you're gonna love this one too. Okay. I agree. I I think, um, so it's kind of funny. We were talking, you know, we had the value uh, heat map up and now The inventory. So this is inventory levels compared to pre-pandemic levels shift between November 2019 and November 2023. For those that are listening, this is what uh, the chart is. And you're going to see right in the middle of the country from central Texas, west Texas, right on up almost the front range of Colorado. You go into like southern Wyoming and you can see inventory really ticking up. So as much as the home values are stuck right there, I think we're going to start to see more inventory definitely into the spring and summer. I I, yeah. I think, which is going to be, it's, I think it's kind of good for both parties for the buy side. They're going to have more options. And I think for the sell side, you know, I, you tell me, I feel like the sellers have had just, you know, they've, they've, they had their cake yeah, well, and they're the, eating it too for the last the, couple well, of years. <laughs> more than that. That's what's wild is, you know, I've been in this business since 2009. Sellers have had their way since really 2012 in Northern Colorado. 2018 and 19 were a little bit slower, a little bit more buyer friendly, but legitimately since 2012, sellers in Northern Colorado along the front range had had, have had their way with buyers and it would take a significant amount of increase in inventory, which I don't necessarily see a huge spike in inventory, but I do see a better case for sellers and buyers. So I do think a a little bit of a leveling playing field, uh, some decent negotiations, very, very few um, multiple offer situations come spring, mm-hmm. summer, um, obviously, depending on interest rates, because that, that has a huge impact on affordability. But yep. definitely going to see some increased inventory. I love it. I love it. All right. I got one more just to kind of go back here real quick. This is uh, this is uh, new listing. So kind of sticking with the same theme here. Um, honestly, nothing too crazy, surprising about this. Um, this is new listings, national USA weekly single family. 
Um, and this kind of, so this goes back to 2021 and there's very obvious mountains and valleys, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll notice that the valleys are at the end of the year yeah. and the peaks are in the summertime. So this isn't anything groundbreaking, um, but you'll, you'll hear people talk about inventory and everything like that, or new listings and people getting to sell honestly. And that number right there, Patrick, 91,000, you can kind of see the peak. If you take this chart back to 2015, um, there was like a double top in 2015 at like 110,000. Yeah. So maybe a little bit less over a 10 to 15 year period. But I just wanted to show this to say, listen, there's nothing abnormal really going on um, as people are starting. Hey, we're freaking out. There's no, there are no new listings. Well, it's kind of following what history has showed us. And what's wild is like on a tr- on a total transaction volume and and Fort Collins, we were relatively flat 2022 versus 2023. So there wasn't this huge decrease in transactions in Fort Collins, Northern Colorado that you saw nationally. You know, nationally yeah. there was a 20% decrease in total transaction volume, but Northern Colorado, you know, I the last thing I want to say is jinx us and say we're this bubble area and all that kind of stuff. But when you have articles that come out that say most peaceful city to live in the United States, you know, all that kind of stuff, there's always going to be people on both sides of the spectrum, like the absolute huge proponents of Fort Collins that I think, you know, we are. Yep. And then the, those that maybe have been disenchanted with Fort Collins, Northern Colorado, for whatever reason, and move out. But there's going to be net inflows and net outflows all of the time. But you know, generally speaking, our transactions, buyers and sellers are still making, you know, transactions on a, on a daily basis. I always, yeah, we're in a pocket. Northern Colorado, I mean, I always tell anybody, you just drive from Denver North, from the I-25 expansion to just the massive growth that's going on. And we've talked about this in other podcasts, people, the locals that are complaining about it, I'm like, well, that ship has sailed, my friend. And I just think more and more businesses, um, you know, you probably have the best pulse of the market in terms of people moving from out of state through your YouTube channel. And it's amazing. So anyways, what do you, I, what do you see as things that are like kind of X factors? I'll tell you, I'll, I'll kind of read off some of mine. Yeah. But what do you see as kind of some of these X factors? Like, so inflation, and you can talk about more of that more sure. than that um, than I can, because you're, yeah. you, I, I follow you on Instagram, which you should definitely follow Chris. If you don't, he definitely puts out some good information uh, some from some uh, really reliable, trusted sources employment again you can kind of chat on yep. that uh motivation to sell again we already touched on this a little bit earlier those these golden handcuffs but i think ultimately now the motivation is going to overcome those inch that interest rate delta and they're just going to say you know what screw it interest rates might not ever come down but we still want that bigger kitchen uh so what people pe- talk to- oh sorry go, go ahead. ahead let me cut you off let me cut you off i was going to say i was going to say one of the things people talk about are def- defaults you know we had these 2-1 buy downs over the last couple of years but you know, October of 2023 was the absolute peak of interest rates, and but there was also seven and a half for, throughout that entire year. So if you did a two one buy down and you bought in January of 2023 at 7.3% or 7.2%, whatever that was, you could absolutely refinance right now at 6.2% and have, put that on a 30 year fix, or you could wait to see is it going to go down more. You can you gamble a little bit, but I don't necessarily see defaults. Uh, being a no. huge issue. I, I do, see, as far as uh, inventory influx, I do see investors potentially pulling the plug, you know, and saying, hey, I'm selling off and some investments. We do have a fair amount of investors that have reached out to us on the sell side, but we kind of chatted about rental rates. You know, rental rates that people are talking about are going to be compressed. I was like, well, rental rates are being compressed right now just because of the timing of the year. Like, it's just like rentals follow very synonymous, you know, uh, very systematically with listings. And the rental seasons, same thing, you know, basically spring till end of fall, 
And if you have to rent out your property during the winter, you're going to have to compress those rentals to get it filled. I had a, a rental in 2000, we bought in 2016. The market rent for that rental at that time was probably about $2,100. But just to get it filled, and that was my decision, I dropped it to $1,700. So, you know, you've always got to watch and read these narratives as far as rental rates. But I actually think rental rates come spring, summer are going to start to see tick ups. And and people are that delta between a mortgage and a rental rate is going to get smaller, not by mortgages coming down necessarily, but by rental rates coming up. I like it. Uh, your 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 pulse on the rental market is 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 better than anybody I know on inflation and unemployment. So just a couple macro things that people need to watch out for this year. Right now, the market. So the market is always a forward-looking indicator in terms of the bond market, stock market. What you see the numbers today on the stock market is basically what they're saying, what they think is going to happen in six, six to 12 months. So right now, the market is predicting, and I actually have a chart of this. Um, let me actually bring it up real quick. So they're expecting upwards of six rate cuts this year. Okay. Now I'll tell you right now, I do not think that's going to happen. The Fed has already come out and said they are expecting to cut the rates um, by uh, three times this year. So let me show you this chart. Uh, this is Charlie Bellello. He is a fantastic follow if anybody is on social media and wants to follow him. There's a couple. Liz Ann Saunders is a rock star. There's a cripple. But the probability of a Fed rate cut in March 2024 has jumped up to 83%. A month ago, the odds were at 29%. Okay. Wow. So, you know, if the Fed does start cutting in March, and they, I, I think if the Fed does, they don't need to do six, like the market is expecting. Because I had uh, I had an agent reach out to me the other day. She goes, what is this whole, I, I hear three and I hear six. And I go, well, the market is expecting six. The Fed is telling you three. Now, I'll tell you right now, right before the Fed did 75 basis hikes, and they did four months in a row. Right before that, the Fed came out and said, we don't see any uh, situation where we're going to raise rates by 75 basis points. <laughs> so take everything what they say <laughs> Absolutely. with a massive grain of salt. Um, I And in terms of employment, um, you know that's still hovering right around 4%. That's going to be really interesting to kind of follow. You know, Everybody thought a recession was going to come in last year, and it never came. And uh, and now, you know, those same people are coming out and saying, you know, here comes a recession. I actually think there might be a chance of recession this year. And if there is, mortgage rates are coming down. They're coming well, down and, faster than pe people think. And employment, I talked to my, my wife, and I've said this on a few different uh, videos, but I've talked to my wife about employment. Employment could very well be the most important indicator because it doesn't matter if somebody has a 3% mortgage or an 8% mortgage. If they have 0.0, .0 income, and they don't have a savings, they've got to sell that property. And yeah. so employment is extremely important because uh, people need to be working and they can make, make an income. Unfortunately, we live in a society that savings is very minimal. People put a lot of money on credit cards, have high truck vehicle payments and live kind of on that tilt. So employment yeah. is absolutely vital. I, I'll tell you, I think that Part of the reason we're seeing activity really pick up at the beginning of the year is I think people for the last year have been told rates are high. It's a terrible time to buy. It's a terrible time to sell. I think people are just over it. And we have, we've seen rates come down a little bit. And you know, one question I always ask first-time homebuyers is, is, what do you feel comfortable paying your monthly payment? And it's amazing to see how just the, the mind and the psychology change because prior to COVID or 2020 even, the number was always $2,000. Like I could almost predict it right across the board. What do you feel comfortable paying? About 2000 
that number now, everybody almost says 3,000. Yeah. It's just amazing how they, you know, we just need to change our, our budget. Everybody's budget is different. We need to change our budget in order to get into a house because that is what our goal is. And I'll, um, I got one more last one for you. And then, uh, this is, this is a chart from the fed. So again, always take that one for what it's worth, but it's the gap in net worth is widening. So for those of you who are yeah. listening, there's a chart, there's a green bar and there's an orange bar. It goes back to 2010 homeowner net worth 187,000 in two, 2010. You go all the way down to 2022, 396,200. You look at the renter net worth, 5,400, and that goes up to 10,400. It's basically flat. So I hate, I, I, these charts always drive me absolutely well, batshit crazy. But well hold, well, hold on here. Listen to this. This was great. So today I had at the gym, I was leaving the, di- leaving the gym, and this episode is coming out literally a week after we recorded. So it's pretty, pretty relevant current information. Perfect. Um, an individual who's very involved with, you know, knows Clay Fricky really well, uh, you know, in city planning and talked to him about affordable housing. And his, he kind of like, he kind of paused like, actually, I, you know, I think it's a more systematic issue as far as affordable housing goes. It's about how can we get people into home ownership to build generational wealth rather than rent in perpetuity where they're just giving their rental payment not building in that worth and not being able to build something a nest egg for themselves to retire on to what, whatever that might be and it was an super this individual not a realtor not a lender has <laughs> no skin in the game yep. but has a different mindset of affordability affordable housing not necessarily being built or you know uh through a area median income and a percentage all of that good stuff but it's how do we get individuals into home ownership and i was just like Hey man, you're, you're preaching to the choir here, so that's you, no 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 argument on my side. Patrick, I'll tell you, I, I heard a great line from somebody uh, a couple of weeks ago. They go, um, "Realtors are always saying, hey, it's a great time to buy," and they go, "I'll tell you, if you ever meet a realtor that says it's not a great time to buy, they're not that busy and they're not doing a whole lot of transactions." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I love that. I was like, you know, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, we do have an election year coming up too. So it's always kind of an X factor. We, we don't know how that's all going to shake out. There could be some some pause in the markets and see who's going to take office, what's going to take office, and and do they want to buy in that area even after the fact or yeah. leave the country? You know, I, I think this year, um, I think it's straight up. It has been a tough year for lenders and realtors. For the, I mean, 2023 was not a great year for a lot. And some people did great. Um, I think 2024 is going to be is going to be good. I really yeah. do. I, I think just the psychology of it. I think rates, um, even if they just stay like you know, you can get an FHA government loan in the like high fives, low sixes right now. I mean, everybody's yeah. oh, when are we going to? We're there on some of these products. Yeah. So I, I really think that it's going to be a good market. And I think the one thing I would tell all the listeners out there, and we brought it up at the beginning, your time horizon. Uh, I, I love the stock market. I've been I've been invested in the stock market. I, I posted something you know, on social media earlier. You know, it's you know if you bought, um, I think it was Home Depot stock, which is like at IPO back 30, 40 years ago, you would be up a hundred thousand percent. I don't care what piece of property you would have bought back in 1980. I don't know if there's people that's up a hundred thousand percent. So I just saying I think it's important to say diversified. But my point is with the stock market, there's fantastic charts. I don't have one right now, but it says the odds of of basically making money, let's just call it for lack of a, a, a creative term, is if you hold money in the stock market, 
basically over 10 years, you are it's like a 99% chance that you're going to make money. Now, if you're holding a stock in the stock market for one, three, five years, absolutely, you could lose money in the stock market. Um, but then as you pull out 20, 30 years, the returns are just massive. So I think everything has got to be put into perspective. Longevity is a huge thing. If you're going to go out and buy a house and you're going to hold it on to 10 or 15 years, yeah, you're going to make money. That, that thing's going to go up. And here's the beauty of it is it's not like a car payment where the second you drive that car off the lot, it's a depreciating asset. Um, you're buying a house, you're paying a mortgage, you're lowering the balance while at the same time, the value is going up. So that gap is just slowly widening and which is a good thing. So there's my yeah, so, rant. So long as you're that. buying. So no, yeah. As long as you're buying in an area where the population is growing and because there's definitely communities, you know, along the uh, Eastern plains of Colorado, those little small communities, uh, you know, they're, they, they struggle for sure. Yeah. They struggle. But if you're growing, if you're buying an area that's desirable growing, I think it's a great placement of capital. It might not necessarily be seen as an investment necessarily, but as you saw in that chart that we just showed generational or uh, net worth differences, yeah. um, it's, it's not something that you can't ignore. You, you can't ignore it. Well, maybe not necessarily the best thing to look at it as an investment, but you need yeah. a place to live, going to be there for a long time buying a house isn't a bad thing. So I agree with you. 2024 probably is going to be a, a decently solid year for Northern It's going to be a good year. Finally, not that the last couple of years, but I think it's going to be, um, I think it'll be the best year we've seen probably since 2022. Yeah. I really do. All right, my man. Well, uh, that is it. 2024 kind of predictions, woo. analysis. I appreciate you, you know, sharing those charts and uh, we'll jump on to our next episode with FOCO Cafe. Perfect. Thanks everybody. Have a great year. Friends of the podcast, thank you so much as always for tuning in. We thank you so much for your sport. And just so you know, my amazing co-host Patrick Sukup over there, he is the founder, started Sukup Real Estate. If you ever need any questions about buying or selling or just want a market report on your existing home, reach out to Patrick. His team is absolutely fantastic. Born and raised in Fort Collins. His information is right there on the page. Uh, strongly recommend reaching out. And same for you, Chris, as if you guys are looking at buying or refinancing a home here in Northern Colorado, there's nobody to better to reach out to than the Murphy Whitlock Group. And Chris Murphy is going to take incredible care of you. So do not hesitate to reach out, ask questions. He is in no rush, no hurry. So give him a chance. And I think he's gonna do a great job for you. Thank you for watching.